Simple Life Together, Episode 53. Fewer Things, Fuller Life. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Hi there, and welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last episode of the show, we shared how to make it your year in five simple steps. And as promised in the last show, today we're going to share with you the final results of the Edit and Forget It Challenge we did last year and talk about the whole editing experience, how it affected us, and get you prepped for this year's Edit and Forget It Challenge. So as we mentioned on the last show, the Edit and Forget It Challenge will be continuing on. And matter of fact, the Edit and Forget It Facebook page has just been exploding yes, with, the, with the activity lately. And there is some amazing support over there and members are really helping each other through the editing process, you know, especially when it comes to the really hard decisions on things like inherited items, valuable items that you just don't want anymore. And lots of different creative ways to edit all sorts of things. There's tips on productivity, photo scanning, going digital. Heck, I mean, you name it, it's there. Mm -hmm. And best of all is that it is amazingly supportive and a great place to share victories and struggles alike. Now, we know 2014 things is a lofty goal and certainly won't be for everyone. But remember, it's never about the numbers. It's about your relationship with stuff. The real focus is to eliminate anything that you really don't need any longer and to reach a point where you have truly what you need, what you love, and what you use. You're trying to build some margin in your life, and the Edit and Forget It Challenge will help you do that. So if you're considering doing the challenge, we thought we'd share some of the experiences that we had as we eliminated over 3,000 things from our lives last year. And if you've been listening a while, and we kind of talked about some of this along the way. At the end of the segment, we'll tell you how you can sign up too. It's absolutely free, and we'll go over the rules. Now, think of the rules in air quotes because you can kind of shape them a bit to fit your needs. So let's get started. But Vanessa, I, I'm going to let you kind of roll with this since you were really, in our family anyway, you were the driving force behind our progress. And I'll just kind of chime in now and again, all right? That sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we embarked on this challenge, I was I was really chomping at the bit. You know, editing clutter has, has really kind of become second nature to me, not just because of the work I do as an organizer, but because I make a regular habit of letting go of clutter in our home. And Dan does too. But I'm like Dan said, I'm kind of the driving yeah. force. And I've also come to appreciate the concept of less is more. And so I've been ready to let go of a lot more things for a while now. And so honestly, I was actually ready to let go of a lot of Dan's things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> we both really had some things to get rid of. So, you know, I was really excited about this challenge. But as we started off, um, it was kind of easy because we started editing our own clothes first. Now, we've mentioned this before in previous episodes that, you know, starting the Edit Forget It Challenge by editing your own clothes is a really good place to start simply because for most of us, we don't share our clothes. So it's usually easier to make decisions on them, right? Yeah, I agree. So that's what we did. Anyway, as we move forward, did you catch that? What? I said anyway. Oh, instead of any who's. Or any hows, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. Look at <laughs> I you. I caught myself. My goodness. Way to, way to go there, grammar girl. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as we edited different areas throughout our home, we were making some progress, but still had a ways to go to meet our goal. What's interesting is that we started the challenge knowing we really didn't have that much clutter in our home to begin with. But I knew once we got into the garage, <laughs> it would be a totally different story. Yeah. And I mean, I, it wasn't a nightmare garage, no, but you know, I had a, lot of, had a lot of tools and stuff, so... And I think, Dan, I think you were a little anxious 
But I think we're kind of ready to edit the garage too, right? I was. And I was both of those. Yes to both of those. I was nervous and I was ready. But you handle it like a pro and I know <laughs> we're going to talk about that. So. <laughs> well, the cool thing about the garage project was that Dan, well, he pretty much let me take over. <laughs> he decided, you know, hey, she does this professionally for a living, right, Dan? Yeah. And, and I think you were just kind of like, I just need to let her lead the way. She does this professionally. I've seen the before and afters of some of her clients yeah. work, you know, the work that she does with the clients, yada, yada. And it was really cool. But there were a few other reasons why it worked out so well, other than the fact that I was kind of leading the charge on it. <laughs> but <laughs> there was a few things. And I'm going to go over those real quick, because I think it's going to be beneficial for you if you're going if you're interested at all in this challenge. So when you're working on a project that requires the help of somebody else, um, what worked for us, I think it'll work for you too, is that number one, we set a date. We actually set aside an entire weekend just in case we couldn't finish the garage in a day. It's key that you set a date for some of these big projects. Yeah, otherwise you can end up with a big mess. Because you always say it when you're organizing or editing, sometimes it gets a lot messier before it gets a lot more organized. So Yeah, and it's not even sometimes. It's, it always gets messier <laughs> before it gets better. <laughs> but yeah, you need to make sure that you... One, set a date so you're taking it seriously. You're not going to keep pushing it off, pushing right. it off, or just say, oh, I need to do this. Well, that's great if you need to do something, but you need to put it on the calendar. Make right. sure that you set that date for yourselves. The second thing that we did was we shared the same goal. And this is key. We both wanted less overall. I mean, obviously, that was the whole goal. And then we also had the goal of making room for a car or at that time for our future teardrop camper. Yes. So that was a big goal of ours. We wanted to make sure that there's plenty of room not to scratch it, right? Right. The doors could open <laughs> unobstructed and everything. So, yep. So the key here is that we are both keyed into what the main goal or goals were for the project and that you need to make sure everybody understands that's going to be involved. And then the third thing is that we worked as a team. You know, the beautiful thing about working together is not only do you have additional manpower, someone else who can help you edit that stuff out, but you've got someone to help guide or keep you in check. Like, asking the tough questions to really get you to think about if you should keep an item or not. And I know that I started doing that with Dan, and then he started asking himself the questions that I was asking him. Yeah. So it kind of transfers over. For instance, we were talking about a couple of different tools, and he's like, should I keep this? Do I really use it? Do I need it? Oh, when was the last time? You? And he was starting to ask himself the same questions. But it's nice to have someone else to kind of help you with some of those tough questions, you know? Or there was a couple times, too, like one that I can remember was there's like this wooden template thing. It just looks like a piece of scrap wood. And you're like, oh, well, we can toss this. And I said, no, that's a, that, I need that for you know the certain dado blade that I have for my table saw. And I have to have that. And so... So you balance that. So you just you double check one exactly. another. Is we it something that we can let go out. of or not? Right, exactly. Yep. And, you know, and the other thing, too, is that if, you know, if you're working together, you can kind of keep an eye on one another, like if the other person needs a break, or maybe they're just getting worn out in all the decisions, or maybe they're physically or mentally getting exhausted. And that happens. Sometimes when you get involved in these projects, you forget to take breaks. And so it was nice for us to work together and say, okay, break time, let's get hydrated, let's get some water or some fluids in us. And then let's also get something to eat. And then let's just take a little mental break. The good idea about that is that when you do take a mental break, that you can see the progress that you've made up to that point and then assess the work ahead. Right. So. And I would imagine if you're working on stuff that is sentimental or maybe you're um, clearing out stuff after the loss of a loved one, having a, that buddy there to help you through it is really um, a ne almost a necessity to yeah, help you huge. get through that. It definitely so. is beneficial. So, so those are three things that really work for us that I wanted to kind of pass on. 
But the cool thing was that we were able to meet and exceed our edit and forget it goal once we edited the garage. <laughs> and it felt amazing. You know how cool it is, Dan, when yeah. you just set a goal for yourself and then you achieve and surpass it. It's just this awesome feeling, no matter what it is. Once you do it, you're like, woohoo, I met yeah, my no goal kidding. today. I got it done. Well, and it's also when you step back and visually, you know, look at everything visually and you're like, wow. And you can really notice a difference. Because there are times when, you know, if, you, if, if you're in a kitchen and the kitchen is generally organized and you clean out the junk drawer, you don't really notice that until you pull out the junk drawer. But with a garage, every time that garage door goes up, the whole neighborhood sees your garage. And the progress that we made, it really looked different. It looked great. That's right. So it was just a really cool feeling. And, and I would just say that I think that you will experience that same thing. Um, But there are a lot of other things that you'll experience along the way, which I'm going to go over with you in a moment. But first, let me break down what our actual stats were, because I mentioned that we exceeded our goal and everything like that. So here are our stats for 2013's Edit Forget It Challenge. We edited 2,920 things. Now, that's the official (laughs) count. Dan said over 3,000, which actually is true, because there were a lot of things that we didn't record, and then we kind of didn't record some of the minutia of the garage little nuts and bolts nuts and, and bolts stuff like and that you know it's yeah. probably about a thousand pieces of that that we didn't really count so so yes over 3,000 items which was amazing now of those 3,000 items over 2,300 were donated or given away that's cool 2,300 were donated or given away over 130 were recycled over 150 items were sold and 50 were digitized like just a few keepsakes and manuals so the best thing was that only 190 items were tossed. So it felt so good that we had better options of letting go than to dump it all in the trash. To me, that was so eye-opening. That's why I really like that spreadsheet to right. track all this stuff. Now, here's the big one for me. What? All right, the next one. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> we made over $2,000 from selling our stuff. Cha-ching. <laughs> we included things like our treadmill, oriental silk rug, saddleback leather bags, Clothes we sold at a yard sale, just kind of on the spur of the moment. (laughs) Power tools, home fitness equipment, and some old podcasting equipment. Oh, and we also sold our land, which freed up a lot of other financial obligations. And that was the biggest edit, but I didn't include that. I didn't include that. Yeah, that was four acres. One thing, four acres. (laughs) And that was the big one. Yeah, so... And that's not counted in the $2,000 we made from stuff either. No, it's not. That was a much bigger dollar amount. (laughs) But... um, But for the other things, for the $2,000, we made that by selling on eBay and Craigslist. Um, And so that was kind of, that was really nice to get a little something back for going through the process. So that might be a little motivation for you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that that can be a big motivation. And it it helps alleviate some of the sting of if it's something that you bought impulsively and just didn't use it, you know, the way you thought you would. Yeah. Yeah, you don't make out net in the end. You don't make out, but it does help alleviate a little bit of the sting. Yeah, it sure does. But I would just caution folks that if you make that the primary goal is to sell everything, you're probably not going to get too far. Right. You need to really think about what items really will sell. Um, A lot of times we think that people are going to want all of our little figurines and things like that. That's a whole different topic, but... I would just be very, very critical of the things that you do try to sell. And if things aren't selling quick enough or like if it takes a month or so, they may just need to just let it go altogether. Otherwise, right. you're going to get stuck with it. You got to establish that as your priority to 
edit or is your priority to make money? Absolutely. So if it's to edit and, and clear up some margin in your life, let it go. Yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, like I, you know, like we said, it was really nice to kind of get a little bit of a kickback for that, uh, <laughs> for going through the process. So speaking of going through the process, yes, it was nice to make that money. And, but um, as I mentioned just a, a while ago was that there are some other side effects that we experience that you might experience too by going through this challenge. So I want to go through those with you, okay? Okay, what's the first one? Oh, so the first one is once you start, you may not want to stop. And I'm, we're seeing this on the Edit Forget It page. There are some yes. very motivated folks. It's like, once you make that decision, let's just go, go, go. And, um, and I know that for Dana and I, even after we met our goal, we kept going. We just said, this is kind of, it ends up being a lifestyle, really. Right. And we're still going this year. We are. We are. And we're going to get into that in a little bit, too. Yeah. So, you know, it was just letting go of, of that excess clutter. It was just such a relief. And it can be a little bit addicting. <laughs> so just be careful. <laughs> Right, what's the next one? Um, the next thing that you might experience is you will become more mindful about what you let into your life in the future. Amen on this one. This I'll is a you. huge one, huge, huge side effect, and I say benefit from editing yeah. and forgetting. It's like this natural side effect of editing. You just become more aware. As you edit, you will no doubt experience moments of frustration, sadness, or regret because you spent way too much or wasted money on things that you got little use from or they didn't deliver on their promise that's to make what, you happier. That's exactly what I was talking about earlier, yep. Yeah. It's normal to feel this way and it's okay. I know Dan and I had several moments of shaking our heads thinking, what the heck were we thinking when we bought that? Yeah. But what I would recommend is to try and channel that frustration and regret and use it to your advantage by becoming more aware. You'll have a better sense of what your triggers are because if you stop and think about what caused me to buy that in the first place, mm-hmm. did I do it on an impulse buy? Did I really think through that purchase altogether? Was I just trying to purchase it to be like everybody else or because everybody else had it, I need to get this new phone and all that kind of stuff to do? Whatever the case is, it just really helps you become more aware of maybe even your triggers. So once you know what your triggers are, once they start coming up again, then you're better able to, to counteract right. that, right? Yep. Now, can I say here that... Um one of the things on this is that when I mentioned it was nice to make a little bit of the money back and offset it, that's kind of the money that you're paying for an education there. You know, it's yes, like it's yeah. like when you pay for school, you come out of that more knowledgeable and hopefully better prepared for your future. And although I'd rather not outlay that money at all for these things that, that I don't make my money back on or anything, that's really the cost of my education to simplify my life. Absolutely. And that's a very optimistic way of looking at things. Oh, that's what I do. That's what you do. You know? That's so yeah, you can either look at it and be upset and angry about it. And that's okay. Go through the emotions. Now go through the motions of doing it better the next time. Right. Making smarter decisions. So now a side effect of being more mindful and another benefit of the edit and forget it challenge is that you'll curb your spending and probably save some money. I know I cut down dramatically on clothes and shoes and toy shopping. Yeah. For sure. Because as I was editing, I was realizing how I had all these clothes that I wasn't really wearing as much as I thought I would. And then I was buying things just because it was in season or it was just a cute new fashion. Or, what, what toys did you have? Well, it was for our daughter. Oh. You know, you always want to make the, <laughs> yeah. the kids happy. So. <laughs> but I just realized that, okay, I don't really need to, to buy that stuff anymore. So it really kind of helped me. And I think the same thing for you. I mean, you... You really cut down on buying a lot of tech gadgets yeah. and apps. Yeah, I cut like way down on buying you stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I got one Christmas gift. That's right. And I was very happy. Very happy. I was very grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. And I got my Fitbit. Nice. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> okay, another side effect is that you'll relieve yourself of some guilt. 
And we actually, I talked about this on the End It Forget It um, Facebook page. But it's like, have you ever looked at things in your home and thought, ugh, man, we bought that gadget like six months ago and we have never used it. Yeah. We haven't even used it once. So, or, and then you start to think, well, we really should use that more. And then every time you see it, you say the exact same thing. And then after a while, you start really getting down on yourself and feeling totally guilty. I know I felt the same way about our treadmill. I used to look at it every day because it was in our bedroom. That was the only space we had for it. It's still Our bedroom looked nice, but it was still in there. <laughs> and I would think, man, I really should use that. And then I'd go for a run outside. I just wouldn't use it because I didn't prefer it. It just, it wasn't my preference for working out. <laughs> but once we sold it, I no longer felt guilty for not using it as much as I was telling myself I should. The same thing happened when we sold my silk rug that I got when I was overseas. I felt guilty for keeping this beautiful piece of art stored away for like eight years in a closet. And I just wasn't displaying it like it deserved to be. But once we sold it, I was instantly freed of that guilt. And, you know, to make a point on the silk rug, too, is you almost sold it a couple of years ago. And you got a good price on it. And then you didn't sell it. And it just sat in the same exact spot, Mm -hmm. in the same exact, you know, in the closet there. And then when you finally decided it's time to let it go, there was a little bit of damage on it. And you only got about, what, half the price for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So there's another cost of kind of hanging on to something. I don't want to relive that. Okay, well, (laughs) get past it. I didn't want you thinking every time you walked in the bedroom saying, wow, I need to run. You know, (laughs) but but that was just life, right? (laughs) All right, so what's the next one? Well, if you join the Edit and Forget It Facebook group, you'll get a ton of help and support. And Dan, you and I don't have all the answers to every editing question that gets posted on there. But there has been some amazing advice from the other members in the, of the group. I've learned so much from folks like Deyes, Kaylin, Tanya, Robin, Kate, Ellis, Anne, and so many others who are very active on the Edit and Forget It page. No kidding. I mean, that we have some people that are seriously, seriously active in that community. You know, and I think you may have mentioned this where initially Dan and I felt compelled to answer every single yes. question that got yeah. posted on there. But honestly... I don't anymore. I, yeah, honestly, I... I go there for answers now on things. I mean, they have a lot of great tips and advice. Yeah, I read through it. Obviously, I read every every comment, every Uh single comment. But I don't always comment. uh, This is kind of a tangent, but I don't comment on everything anymore because I learned this from Mike Hyatt. We were at... uh, uh, platform I think it was platform mm-hmm. but he he said you know when you're in when you have a community or something like that he says it's kind of like a dinner party and there's all these side conversations going on and just because you're hosting the dinner party doesn't mean you have to answer every question because how awkward would that be at a dinner party every time somebody ans- asks a question you walk up and you give your answer and then you move to the next one and you, right. that would be really weird <laughs> that would be like the creepiest dinner party ever right and right. and he's spot on so i thought well i'd shouldn't feel responsible to answer every question because there's other people going through this and have more experience than I do. Right. And so um, I just think it's an awesome group. I love going there. Absolutely. Just to get the information and see what folks are talking about. I've gotten so many ideas that help me. And not judgmental. Personally and professionally. It's really good. Yeah. And it's not judgmental. Nope. And uh, it's really cool. So anyway, but you have some more. Well, I think it's fair to say that you may get overwhelmed at the tasks ahead. Okay, it's not all hunky-dory. Um, 
I mean, it might be for you, but there may be moments where you get frustrated at the task ahead. You know, I know we put off the garage for a few months because of how big it was. I knew how big that was going to be. And we've delayed editing our personal and professional boxes of papers and keepsakes until this year because I knew that was going to be another big step. Yes, they're organized, but we still need to edit. Yeah. So, you know, I guess my advice here is just start in one small and easy area to edit and then move on to another and then move on to even bigger once you start to get comfortable and into the groove of things. And just remember, you have all year. You know, it's, yeah, we have a year that we do this, but you can continue on. It's, and you can start anytime you uh, want. It's just, it's honestly, it's going to be a lifestyle. It's going to be a habit of yep. yours, really, once you get into it and you start to really reap the benefits of, of letting go of the clutter. Now, that being said, too, your family and friends won't get you. They won't, un- they won't understand you. No, they'll think you're crazy. And they think you're crazy. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're kind of used to that. <laughs> But, you know, we are so passionate about it. And we love this message that we're sharing and the feedback that we get from how it's really influenced folks to yeah. change their lives by editing stuff. So so we just kind of say, okay, I understand. You know, I don't get some of the things that my family does or my friends do, but you still love them. Right. Anyway. And it really will become a way of life. It really will. It, it will. Um, like I said in the beginning, editing has become second nature, at least for us mostly because we've made a habit of editing different areas of our home on a consistent or reoccurring basis, and this is key. Now, it may not be a specific date on the calendar, but I know when it's time to edit and reorganize when things are feeling chaotic, like maybe in a closet or in the garage, because it's time for us to do that again. (laughs) Or like in the kitchen pantry. I mean, habits change, you know, things just get chaotic. Yeah, so as you go in, like say you're doing laundry and you're, putting stuff back in Sunshine's closet or her dresser. You just naturally edit things out as you're putting the the clean stuff away. You see something that get rid of a sock, pair of socks with a hole in it, boom, that's gone. Right. So you just kind of do it all the Jeans time. Jeans that have a hole yeah. in it or clothing I know that she is growing out of. It's like, okay, time to let it go. Yeah. And yeah, you just start to get into the groove, constantly asking yourself, do we need this? Is she, you know, Do you fit in this stuff? Do we use it? Yada, yada. And you just keep going. And so again, it just... My, that's my goal for you. That's my hope for everybody out there is that you will start to kind of internalize this and make it kind of a natural habit for you. Kind of a way of life, right? Right, exactly. So what's next? So next, you may be tempted to test the minimalist waters. Uh-oh. Ooh. Yeah, like Dan and I have with testing out a minimalist wardrobe. And Dan, I know for you that was uber simple for you. Yep, <laughs> sure was. The uber tough for me. I just wanted to say uber. <laughs> It was really, really tough for me at first, but you know, it gave us both an even greater sense and appreciation for this concept of less is more. And I think you can experience the same thing. Maybe not in every facet of your life or space. Like Dan and I aren't doing the minimalist thing in every facet of our life. You know, we're just trying this one area first and then we'll see if that spreads to other areas. And it probably will, especially with our long-term goal of living in a smaller space. So We highly recommend taking it to the next level once you're ready and experience some of the benefits of minimalism. Yeah, good stuff. And I got to say that all of this stuff really is just the the tip of the iceberg. And and if you go over to the Facebook page, uh, you'll see just how much this challenge has really affected people's lives. It's been kind of amazing. And, And you'll see once you get there story after story of just, wow, this is this has been great for me. I've been wanting to do this for so long. It's just kind of it's just awesome I it really think. it yeah. really is i know we keep going on about it but it really is it really is awesome yeah. so what's up for us moving forward well you know for us moving forward our goals this year is to do a second round in the garage yeah 
we have a few um, things that we've edited out now that we've got the camper. Also, there's some of, I think, some of your leftover stuff. Um, not leftover, but some of your professional papers and yeah, some I do keepsake need to, things yeah, I deal that with we that. need to look at that. Um, we definitely want to digitize more of our documents. Now, we only have two small bins of papers, but uh, we need to still go through that and figure out what we need to digitize and whatnot. And we're also looking at digitizing some more of our keepsakes and our photos. Now, I've organized our photos and I've even reorganized them again and I have them where I like them. But I think we want to even minimize those more, at least the hard copies, and um, have those available on the cloud or whatever. So right. we're and we're gonna con- we're gonna continue with Project Three Thirty Three and dress with less, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I I like you know that is my deal, and I do not feel the least bit guilty if I um, realize that something I have doesn't perform all the functions that I need it to out of a piece of clothing or an article of clothing, and I get something that is quality that replaces it, and I get rid of the old one because to me that's what all of this. Um, you know, I don't want to call it downsizing, but this editing is all about, it's, I equate it when I talk to people and it may sound corny, but it's like the old um, saying of a sculptor with a rock or whatever their, their, their medium is rock or wood or whatever, that the piece of art is in there already. They just need to take things away, take things away to find it. Mm -hmm. Right. And that is very true with what we do. We, we probably already have all that we need to enjoy our lives. But there are other things that we need that we want to enhance. And not wasting money on things that we don't need allows us to pay for that quality of the things that we do need to really bring us to that quality of life where we have few things. They're what we need, love, and use, which is your three keywords. And it's awesome quality, you know? Absolutely. Did I just repeat quality twice? I'm oh, not sure a little if bit. I did. We like but, quality, okay. But you, but you know what I mean. It's, those are the things that you want, and they also bring you happiness. So um, that's, for me, that's what it's about. And Dress With Less has helped me do that with my clothes, because I've never, I've never been like an off-the-rack guy. You know, I, usually I, when I get something, I have to have it tailored mm-hmm. or whatever. And so, um, I mean, there's few things that I can wear off the rack, but... A lot of times I just thought of things clothes as disposable. It's like, well, I'll get it. And then if I don't like it, I'll toss it. Or, Until you, know. you discovered a few quality yeah. items. And now you're like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Because I've never been built like a hanger or a mannequin. You know, that stuff that looks great on that, that just didn't look great on me. Right. So what happens? You, you tend to go back and you buy things, hoping that the next thing will fit right, look right, and all that. And But with this, I had no problems taking a, what, a $60 uh, merino wool shirt to the tailor and then having a couple of inches taken off of the bottom hem because they were so long. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had no problem with that because the, that's my shirt. That's, that's, those are the shirts that I'm going to be wearing. Right. And it was worth it though, because you wear it a all lot, the time. Yeah. You know, especially when we travel and whatnot. So it's, and it, you know, they last a long time. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Now I want to make sure that we're clear on the project 333 and, and dressing with less is, uh, is that you're not necessarily, Getting rid of your clothes. Right, yeah. Maybe You're just storing them away. Like, for example, we, like me personally, I edited over 300 items and broke that down into 33. And then the rest I put into the attic. Naturally, I let go of some things. I realize as you're going through this, you just edit a few things out forever. But the rest of it is stored up in the attic right now. Right. And then what you do, this basically goes on a quarterly basis. So every three months... So basically seasonally you is go probably, shopping in your own. You go shopping yeah. from your own wardrobe. And as you keep doing this, and that's why I think it's good to do it for a year, 
because you go through yeah. the full year of seasons and a full year of editing because you're going to edit some things out. I think that's probably the best. And then you can really fine tune this concept right. of, of just dressing with less. So. And we have more information on that. We'll mention it later too, but just at simplelifetogether.com slash dress. All right. Or at, the, at our website, there's an orange banner that'll pop down from the top. So check that out. And another thing that we're going to look forward to this year is we're still contemplating going down to a one-car family. I know. <laughs> so that's a possibility. We just have to really, we want to be smart and strategic about that. So we're thinking a little bit more through that. And, um, and the big one, I think for us is we're going to implement a new strategy, which we have done, but sometimes we kind of fall off the wagon, but we're really going to try to stay true to this concept of when we need to make any purchase, if it's possible to wait at least one week or two weeks. I know somebody on the edit forget it page that says that they wait 30 days before yeah. they make a purchase. Yep. I think that's brilliant. And I've heard this before. I've heard other like minimalists and yeah. other folks. Um, or that money management this. folks. Yeah, it's that. very, yep. very smart strategy, but we haven't really been true to that. And I think part of that too is is really looking at what we spend and be a little bit more, see, here I am talking about what this makes you do. Yeah, this whole the process, side effects. This, yep. it's another side effect. You're going to be a lot more mindful about your finances and how and where you spend your money and things like that. So that's, that's it for us. So that's a recap of the Ant Forget It Challenge for us. But if you're interested, Dan's going to discuss some things to consider. All right. So some things to consider. Um, to eliminate 2014 things from your home in 2014, the numbers work out like this. And if you did this last year, it sounds similar because, well, it is. <laughs> you know, we're only one off. So it's about six <laughs> things per day. It's about 40 things per week and about 170 things per month. And we're also including going paperless because that is a great way to eliminate paper clutter in your home. So if you want to do the digitizing thing, do that smartly and re-listen to episode six and our interview with Brooks Duncan of Document Snap. And that's at simplelifetogether.com slash zero zero six. But we'll put some links in the show notes uh, for the scanner that we use and the one that Brooks recommends as well. It really can help you get your scanning done pretty it quickly. It's awesome. I'm just going to say. Right. And it's also good to have an accountability buddy, right? Yeah. And that's what we and all the members of the Edit Forget It Facebook page are for. We keep each other on track with encouragement, suggestions, and reinforcement. So if you'd like to sign up for the challenge, just go to simplelifetogether.com and click on the Edit Forget It box on the right side of the page. Or you can just go to simplelifetogether.com slash edit as, right, an, that's as right. another link. So Perfect. All right. So here are some of the guidelines. So now you know what we've done. Well, let me start out. You, you know a little bit more about the challenge if it's new to you. You know what we did last year and we talked about the benefits, you know, the benefits of it and the number of things that, that we'll take for you to get rid of for 2014. So let's go through some of the guidelines. They're not super strict. So um, things that normally go together or that you originally purchased together count as one. So a pair of shoes counts as one, not two. Right. Right. Uh, a deck of cards counts as one, not 52. A puzzle counts as one, not 150 or whatever. A box of All crayons, right? whatever, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Donated packaged food counts. Thrown out food does not. Scanned documents count as one original if disposed of. A document is a document whether it is a single page by itself or a 10-page document. Each scanned document counts as one item. So like the phone book is one item. Not like 900 pages. Right. right yeah. <laughs> also, consider not counting things that you don't ordinarily keep in your home, like junk mail, catalogs, etc. if you recycle them or trash them immediately upon receipt. But if you typically keep them in your home, then, hey, maybe you should count them in your, in your totals. 
To track your progress, we made a very generic spreadsheet that tracks what you sell and logging the actual sale amount, what you donate, logging the market value, what you give away, what you discard, and what you digitize. And once you sign up, you'll get links to the spreadsheet that you can use when you sign up for the challenge. And of course, you can make your own if you'd like. And we've had members simply gather things together and take pictures or use Instagram, whatever works for you. Now, I will say that some members even stopped counting altogether. And if it's just way too much trouble to keep count, well, okay. But some of those who stopped counting last year and are continuing this year say that they're going to keep an accurate count this time. You just want to kind Sometimes of... Sometimes it's a motivator. Exactly. Know, and it, one, it, it tracks your progress as you go along. And then, again, it's a goal. It's yep. a goal to, to get close to that or achieve it or surpass it. And whatever. it's kind of cool to read those stats like you read. Oh, wow, yeah. That's awesome. So anyway, those are the guidelines. We'd love it if you join us. Feel free to use our guidelines as is or adapt them for your needs. And to sign up, again, just go to simplelifetogether.com slash edit or click on the edit and forget it box on the right side of the website. And of course, I'll have a link in the show notes at simplelifetogether.com slash 053. Again, we know that 2014 things is a pretty lofty goal and certainly is not for everyone. But the focus of the Edit and Forget It Challenge is eliminating as many things that you can that truly you just don't need any longer. And it's not about deprivation. It's about reaching a point where you have truly what you need, love, and use. It's about shedding some things that no longer have the impact on you that they once had so you can focus on the quality things in your life. The Edit and Forget It Challenge really will help you take control and build that margin in your life that you've had as your goal probably for a long time. So if you're a returning Edit and Forget It member, what's next for you? And if you haven't signed up yet, what's holding you back? Are you ready to give the challenge a shot? It doesn't cost a thing, but you'll get so much out of it. And would you like to hear from some of those that took or are taking the challenge? We're considering an occasional segment from members. So let us know, please. Uh, be sure to leave a comment and share at simplelifetogether.com slash 053. All right. So now we're going to move on to the thing segment. We have a thing. So our thing for this week was our trip to Vegas for the podcast awards. Woo-hoo. And well, our big announcement is we didn't win. We didn't win. <laughs> but we had a fantastic time with some amazing friends, none of which we would have ever met if it wasn't for this show. And we spent time with Sherry from SherryLCarver.com and Lee and Stephanie from the Healthy Married Life Show. And Lee also does the Avid Woodworker podcast. And Sherry, Lee, and Stephanie started out as SLT listeners, and we've become great friends. And we also had a blast with our friends Corey and Tawny from the Ivy Envy podcast and Mommy's Cocktail Hour and Nick from Who Day Weekly and all sorts of others. I mean, yeah, it was I just fantastic. have to say, we already had a bond with these folks just from listening to one another's podcast and meaning that way. But it was really amazing to kind of spend some time with those folks. And I have to say, I'm sorry, Tani and Corey, that we couldn't meet up with you the last night. We were just burnt out. We were so exhausted. It was so awesome. Well, it's Vegas. <laughs> it's Vegas. <laughs> yeah. And our friends Cliff and Stephanie Ravenscraft, Chris Ducker and Pat Flynn hosted an amazing meetup and just hanging out with these fellow podcasters was an awful lot of fun. It was really, really awesome. And the other big news? Well, we each had just one carry-on bag. Yes. Yeah, for like five days, right? (laughs) So all of our travel clothes and our dress with less wardrobe really paid off once again. Once again. (laughs) Yeah. So thanks again so much for taking the time to vote for us. We really, really appreciate it. Maybe next year is our year, huh? I think next year could be our year. So yes, thank you so much for taking the time to vote. And hey, it was our first year and we'll just give it a shot every year. All right. If you guys stand behind us, we'll be good to go. (laughs) 
Oh, and if you were looking for the show on Thursday and you didn't see a new release out, that's because we're shooting the release on Mondays for a while. We're testing to see if that works better for our schedule. So today's show is going on on a Monday and look for future shows on Mondays too. Then you'll have a whole week to listen to it on your commute, all right? No excuses. No excuses. And I forgot to mention that last week, but I did put it in the email for people who subscribe via email. I put it in that email. So sorry about that. And uh, look for us on Mondays. Okay. Now we have another special announcement, um, especially for listeners in and around San Antonio or the Austin, Texas area. Our friend and colleague Karen Mead of Let's Get Organizing will be hosting her annual Organize and Energize workshop It's on Saturday, January 18th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Norris Conference Center on Fredericksburg Road in San Antonio, Texas. There's a great lineup of speakers talking about organization, financial planning, health and fitness, you name it. And Dan and I will be there talking about five things you can do to lead a simple life in the modern world. So we're going to be doing a dual little presentation. Heck yeah. Now, for more information, check out letsgetorganizing.com and we'll have a link in the show notes as well. And don't forget, if you have questions or just want to learn more about Project 333 or Courtney Carver's Dress with Less microcores, you can learn more about that at simplelifetogether.com slash dress. Remember, if you have questions or comments, you can always reach us at dan at simplelifetogether.com and at Daniel Hayes on Twitter or Vanessa at simplelifetogether.com and at Get Simplified on Twitter. And there are links to our Google Plus profiles on the website. So that's it for episode 53 of Simple Life Together. We hope to see you sign up for Edit and Forget It and interact with you on the Facebook page. Our thing this week was our trip to Vegas and the time we got to hang out with friends. As usual, you can find all the links and info from today's show at simplelifetogether.com slash 053. So let us know what you think of the show and how you're simplifying your life too. Send us a note and let us know how you're doing. And it would be awesome if you could write us a review in iTunes at simplelifetogether.com slash iTunes. And by the way, we've been getting a couple of comments on there lately and... You guys absolutely rock. I just got to say that. Yes, you do. Thanks so much for the reviews. It really helps other people find the show. And just reach out to us. We'd love to know what's on your mind when it comes to simplifying your life. Either way, we just want to hear from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your simple life together. 